Welcome to Ripple Impact. On our show today, we have someone that will be talking to us about how to manage our finances. With me on today's show is Lauren, Lauren is a money coach for millennials with variable income. She has a unique approach to cash flow and focuses on helping you define your financial values and arrive at a cash flow management plan that works for your personality and meets you where you are right now. She aims to help those with variable income gain clarity and confidence in their relationship with money. She also works one-on-one -on -one as a coach. Please join me, welcome Lauren to, to, to the show. Lauren, you're welcome. Hi, Abraham. Thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure to have you on the show today. And as our cult tradition has been, we'll go right ahead to ask you a few questions, you know, sure. so that our guests will get to know you better. And get to know what you do. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you started working as a money coach and why is that important? Uh, yeah, I started because several years ago, maybe 2015 or 2016, um, my husband and I looked at our finances and sort of realized that we were in, in over our heads and um, kind of wondered how, like, how did we get here? Um, and then I started to look into how to fix it. So we tried going to the bank, uh, which was fruitless. It didn't, they didn't give us any kind of help, any kind of system, any kind of getting to know us or how we got here or what kind of emotional impact it's had on us. So we left empty handed and I sort of sought out a DIY approach. Mm -hmm. And when I went into the personal finance space, uh, I sort of had this big swing from completely ignoring my finances mm -hmm. to getting really hyper uh, compulsive about tracking and, and budgeting and doing all these things. So my financial anxiety actually went way up. And then I said, you know, there has to be a healthier way to do this. There has to be a balance between the two. And one of the biggest challenges was that both my husband and I have variable income. I've been a massage therapist for almost a decade. He owns a restaurant and with that, with the growing and falling of uh, being self-employed, mm -hmm. our income was never predictable. So we couldn't sit down and just say, okay, next paycheck's going to be this much. We can make a budget for that. It will always change. And so we consistently failed. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to me to provide this coaching because there are so many of us where what we actually need is help with managing the money that we have right now. Not necessarily uh, getting a big loan from the bank or going to a consumer proposal and getting credit consult, like credit counseling. We sort of reside between and we need, we just need help figuring out how, how do we take the money that comes in and put it out in a way that serves us in an alignment with our values so that we feel fulfilled by it instead of, you know, mindlessly not knowing where your money goes. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important because I think, especially with millennials, we're a huge proportion of the workforce and such a small proportion 
of the wealth. Mm -hmm. So our cost of living is really high. Our incomes are not that high. And, mm -hmm. and we just need help harnessing the money that we have so that we can go forward and, and make a life that's really good with the money we have right now. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's true. Because I know someone said it's not how much you earn, but how much you save at the end of the day that mm -hmm. determines your financial health. And a lot of people, tend, they may be earning even much more, but the ability to manage what they have and be able to distribute it into the various needs that they have mm -hmm. and also be able to save some for the rainy day, it's mm -hmm. really important. And that is what mm -hmm. a lot of people do not know how to do. And I believe that's where you come in. So why yeah. did you choose variable income? Well, I chose variable income because it's what I know and because it's a little bit more challenging. So like you say, mm -hmm. being able to determine like, okay, we have this money and we put it in the areas that are going to be needed. Mm -hmm. If, if you're say there's, and there's lots of types of variable income, there is okay. the variable income of the person with the steady job and then the gig work on top. Mm -hmm. So they make a little bit extra there or they make tips or something and they, they have something they can count on and then something that changes or someone like myself who works in massage, some months are really, really busy and some months are really quiet. So there's sort of like a thousand, two thousand dollar shift each month in how much you make. Okay. Um, and then there's and then there's the type of variable like uh, if you work in theater or you're an author where mm -hmm. you make all your money at once and then you don't make any money for a while. And so it's a little bit trickier when your money varies like that to, to use the one size fits all budgeting method. Um, and, and it's emotionally very draining because what ends up happening is it, when we get in a sense of scarcity, we take jobs we don't want, we work hours we don't want. And all of a sudden, instead of doing this thing that we're passionate about, which is why I love working with people with variable income, mm -hmm. they're generally the people who are pursuing their passions. And instead right. of now pursuing passions, we feel scared and we think like, maybe this is just a hobby. And those invisible scripts that we've mm -hmm. picked up over our life start to creep up and get louder mm -hmm. instead of really following our passion and our, following uh, what our heart really desires and what gives us joy. So I want people to feel in a position of power so that they can take the job that makes them happy so that they can go to work and not squeeze and put pressure on all their clients to come in when Mm -hmm. That might not be the right thing for them so that we can just allow the flow to come and go to create safety for people in variable income, because a lot of times they feel quite unstable. And I think that it's really possible to have a healthy, trusting relationship with your money, even if you can't predict how much it's going to be. Wow. Well, that's quite true, because um, from what I know, especially those, the people that I interact in most cases with speakers, mm -hmm. authors, and you know mm -hmm. those who have their own businesses running their businesses and some of the times they may have for instance speakers they may have a gig they speak they earn money the next while they don't have anything going mm -hmm. for them so they need mm -hmm. to know how to manage what has come in so as to sustain them through the period that they do not have another you know maybe gig for them to earn money so this is something that with having the kind of knowledge and the kind of things you talk about, having that, being equipped with that kind of information will help them to manage better and also to be able to plan their activities, know mm. how to cost what, how to cost their products if they do have 
products that go along with their 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 speaking. Uh, maybe something they sell on the table at the day, maybe when they are speaking, for instance, books, tapes, or whatever that comes in, know how to manage all of this. So having this kind of information that you pass, I think is very, very helpful. Because mm. one thing I also know is that having variable income, variable income could come in very many ways. Like you said, there are different variable incomes, right? You could mm. be speaking, you have a site, you're involved in a blog that could be earning you money through AdSense, you could also be selling products, right? You, be, you could be yeah. doing one-on-one -on -one coaching like you do. That could be bringing you money. So you don't have to depend on just that money you're paid to, to stand on the stage to speak. Looking at what happens right now where there are no stages for people to speak, physical stages, people can only speak virtually like you and I are doing right now. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, you need to know someone that will hook you up in order for you to have a platform to talk to people. But where you have established yourself, you have products that you have put out there that people are, have identified, that also goes a long way to help you to be referred to by someone else. Someone can refer you to uh, refer, you know, your business or your line of business to someone that is in need, and that could go a long way to help. Mm -hmm. So right now, for those of for, for those listening to us and those who fit into what you do. The question is this, how can they move, how can you help them to move towards a meaningful relationship with their money? And I know that's what you do best. So how mm -hmm. can you help those listening to us? I know a lot of us will be wondering, how can I do this right now? What do I need to do next? What is the first step that I need to take? So mm -hmm. can you just tell us how you can help move them to uh, a healthy relationship with their money. Yeah. So right now, as it, as you are, the first thing I do with coaching is I talk to people. It's more a conversation. I want to know what do you really value? Mm -hmm. What did you learn about money? And so I would recommend reflecting, write a list of what you truly value, because sometimes it's assumed that our values are all the same. And very yeah. often they're quite unique to us. The things that really make the list, we might have a hundred values, but the ones that really make the list are, are unique to us. Mm -hmm. So think about what you value and where do you want your money to go? And if you value freedom and you want the freedom to choose the job, you want the freedom to write, you want the freedom to talk, then, then focus on creating a plan that helps to sustain and support that value actionable things you can do right now are and what I recommend to everybody is only make a budget with the money that you have right now don't use future funds that haven't arrived yet like when well, I have a contract starting don't start spending that money until it's in your bank account so you can only use the money that you have in this moment uh, the other big thing that is really helpful particularly for big picture thinkers which a lot of times people who are variable are artists and gig workers and contractors and they see big picture and they're not necessarily the people who are keeping really defined lists. Use separate accounts. So have an account where your bills come out and have an account that you can spend. And I recommend even using automation to transfer your spendable amounts sort of on a weekly or bi-weekly basis so that you don't look at your large bank account and go, mm, I think it could work. 
which a lot of us do, right? We kind of guess like, well, let me do a quick mental accounting, miss something major, and then spend money that was already given a job. Um, and then if you are a person who receives large sums of money, do just that. Like I said, give yourself a paycheck. So if you know, you're a student and you just got your, your loan just hit, give yourself your spendable amount using automation to come into a different account so that you don't see that big number and spend it all at once and then be scrambling for another job or scrambling for another gig or scrambling. It's that sense of scarcity and fear where we take jobs that don't align with us, that don't, aren't, they're not the people we want to work with or not the topics we want to work around. You know, we might take a speaking gig at an event that doesn't, it's not or my audience. That's not who I am trying to speak to. And it might be a great opportunity, but it doesn't uh, resonate with me and it doesn't resonate with them. So it's sort of maybe a, a, a misalignment. And so by creating a security with your money, it gives you power. You can stand in your power and, and make decisions about what work you do and what streams of income and you create and what you invest in from a, a place of security as opposed to a frantic scramble. So basically, if I heard you clearly, you, you, you made serious mention about planning. So mm -hmm. planning, planning is one of the keys, right, to mm -hmm. sustainable wealth and also building that relationship with your finances. Mm -hmm. And you also talked about automation in keeping records. Can you tell us some of the softwares that we can use for those who are listening that they can use in order to automate their finances, in order to know, to automate their finances, so in the, automate their record keeping. That's mm -hmm. basically what you're saying, yeah. So can you just give us some of the softwares that you think we can use that? Yes, can, yeah. absolutely, yes, that's a great question. Um, the one that I'm not affiliated with, but is absolutely my favorite tool, and it's the tool that changed my relationship with money is called YNAB, Y-N-A-B. You need a budget. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's youneedabudget.com. And what it does is it syncs, you create a budget or a spending plan and it syncs to your bank account. So when you make purchases you or your bills automatically come out, it reckon, you have to reconcile them and then you have a constant flow and they absolutely subscribe to, and it's where I learned to only spend the money that you have right now, okay. right? Give every dollar a job. So as money comes in, you assign it a job. Um, and that has been such a gift because it helps you to age your money. So instead of spending, you know, January's money right now, when I make a spending plan, I'm actually spending the money I earned in November and December. It's my money's gotten older and it's sat in the account and I don't lean to a credit card to float me in the meantime, mm -hmm. while I wait for that payday to hit. And then all of a sudden my paycheck's gone because I already spent it. Mm. It's, it, it slows you down a little bit. And one of the techniques that I use is just by padding each category. So for example, if your rent is $1,400, if you add 10%, $1,440 each month, mm -hmm. it will roll over into the next month and it'll roll over into the next month. And all of a sudden the amount available you can be like, I have rent paid for the next six months. And wow. that makes me feel so safe and I can sleep <laughs> so well. And so now as an artist or a speaker or an author or 
I, I only work seasonally, I can, I can rest easy and I don't have to have that low grade panic, you know, happening as soon as I hit my pillow where <laughs> I, I can be busy all day. And then I lay down at night and like, Oh no, like, I don't know if I'm going to make rent next month. All of a sudden I have that swagger, that confidence. So YNAB is a really incredible tool and I love teaching people how to use it. Um, and it is what set me on my path uh, toward working with people. Cause it was a, that's how I realized that I have a passion for personal finance and for helping people in this way. Um, I thought it was massage. And then I found personal finance and went, Oh no, no, this, this is passion. This is that feeling. <laughs> um, if you're self-employed QuickBooks online, if you uh, don't really feel comfortable with that software, I'm not a trainer, but I, I know one. So if you want to know how to use QuickBooks on the cloud and you want to, get some training, I can refer you to somebody so you can send me a message. Um, and then if you're really, you know, quite used to using Excel, you can use that. But I just, I really love, there's lots of budgeting apps, but I really love YNAB, Y-N-A-B for, it, it's just more intuitive and easier for me to use than some of the other ones. And it's got that philosophy of using last month's money, not predicting the money that's coming in the future. So is that a free software? No. So YNAB, it costs, I think it's about $60 a year. Okay. So it's like five or six bucks a month. Um, but it has, it pays for itself. The value add is, uh, is really dramatic. It's, it put my family from check to check to having a nice big fund for the future so that we don't have to be so worried or so scared. Mm. So, Lauren, we are in an environment where people rely so much on credit cards. Mm -hmm. And that goes contrary to what you're saying right now, because credit card is money you haven't earned. It's like you're mm -hmm. putting yourself into further debt. Mm -hmm. What is your advice to our viewers regarding the use of credit card? How should they plan it? And because, you know, the banks will tell you, you have a minimum payment each month. Mm -hmm. And some people just jump at making that minimum payment. Mm -hmm. forgetting that whatever that is left will accrue interest and they still have to pay for it. What's your advice on how to manage credit card and the, and the debt that comes with it? Mm -hmm. um, for credit, I, I don't think that it's as bad a tool as uh, it can be, it can be villainized a little bit, but you're, you're right. What happens is, especially with variable income, we're sort of going along and we make it, we spend as much as we make, and then our income drops off and we haven't felt it yet because we're used to have big periods without making money. Mm -hmm. And then we start to rely on credit because our income might go to zero, but our behavior can't. Our rent still has to get paid. Our things still have to be done. So once we, we can get ourselves in trouble with credit pretty easily. So if you're in a position where you're trying to recover um, out of debt, trying to improve your relationship with your credit cards, I would hit pause on it. I would just say, I'm not gonna use this card. I would put them away for a period of time. Say it's six months. I would make bi-weekly payments. That's gonna help improve your credit score because it's gonna look like you're uh, managing your credit more actively. Mm -hmm. um, and once you sort of start to make some progress, there's lots of methods and that's a whole other conversation yeah. about debt repayment. But um, I don't think that they're as bad as you think, but if you are trying to recover, I would hit pause on them. If you have, um, you can use debit 
visas and debit mastercards for things like uh, your subscriptions. Um, but if you, if you don't have access, some banks just don't quite have that yet. If the banks that you use don't have that, you can still use a credit card, but use an automated payment to make sure that that $15 or whatever it is, whatever is coming out is 100% getting paid off so that the payment you apply to your credit card goes toward the principal and, and the interest for that month. All right. I would pause if you're if you're trying to come out of a debt situation, I would pause using them on the regular until you are in a position where your money's aged, you have the money, the funds ahead, and then you can start to utilize them as a great tool and have that month have that payment automate every month because you know you've you already have that money in the bank. It, it is just you're using the tool for the access to points or access to discounts or access to whatever you're using it for. Building credit. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah, you have to build a credit at the same time. And building yeah. a credit has to do with paying at the same time, right? For you to have a good credit score. Because yeah. if you build a credit and you don't have a good credit score, then you still... <laughs> then you just anywhere. have a bunch of debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Util yeah. Your payment history and utilization are the biggest things with credit. Okay. Um, do you pay on time and how much? So if you have a $10,000 limit for ease of math, how many that like, if you have it under $3,000 as a limit or as a balance, that looks, reflects well on a credit score. If you bring it to the maximum all the time, it reflects poorly on your credit score. So you'll never get into that great range if you always have it right near the limit. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you so much for that. Now as a massage therapist, as a financial advisor, so to say, or a coach, financial coach, yeah. And a parent, you've got so much on your hands. I always ask everyone on my show this question. What is a typical day like for you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have three children. Uh, they are about to be eight and six. And then our youngest is three. And so our days are really busy. They're really full. There's a lot of snacks to be made. Um, and a lot of uh, back and forth and, and passing of the baton. Like I said, my husband and I are both self-employed. So we sort of manage children by trading off and working in the evening and working in the day. And so our, our days are really full and busy, um, but there's lots of joy in between. We, because we have chosen this life, we are able to sort of create it by design and we're able to um, schedule space for time together and schedule space for rest and schedule. So it's very scheduled. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not really a, a type A person. I'm not typically a, a, a person that you would assume is very organized. I'm fairly, uh, I, I butt up against routine, but it has served me so well now that I've sort of surrendered. It took me many years, but I've surrendered to routine, but and it, it allows for me to have the, the space and the joy to be flexible in between. So it's routine and it's uh, full. It's a full day, <laughs> every day. Wow. That's, I can imagine that having three kids, I know what it is, right? I know what it is. Yes. Like. So basically, yeah. And um, the, the most important thing is that you, 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 you do the things you have to do, right? You... Mm -hmm create time for everything. So everything has its time. Mm -hmm. That way nothing suffers. Every, you, every, you get, you've got everything covered. Mm -hmm. Just that you allot time to 
things differently, right? And you approach them and you're able to do everything at the same time. And, mm-hmm. I, and I like that. So what I'll, my final question for you today is, what will be your advice for our viewers generally? What, in, in one sentence, what advice do you have? Mm. And how can our viewers reach you if any, of, if any of them wants to reach you for financial advice or they want to visit your massage studio or something. So mm-hmm. what, how can they reach you? Okay, so my advice to anybody watching in one sentence, I'm a maximalist when it comes to talking. So that's hard for me, but I want you to know that it's possible to have a stable and safe relationship with your money, even if it's unpredictable, Mm -hmm. it is possible. So trust yourself. Um, And if you want to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram at lb.coaching, E-L-B-I-E.coaching. Or you can check out my website, lbcoaching.com. Or you can send me an email at loren at lbcoaching.com. Absolutely. Thank you, Loren. People don't often know that there has to be a relationship with the money, how you spend it. You need to be in charge of the money, not the money being in charge of you, right? So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope we can have you again on this show some other time to talk about another area that you feature in. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I'd love that. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Awesome. You as well. Bye. Yeah.